Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Recruiting Every Second, the Believe Podcast Network show that brings you everything SEC football recruiting. And, man, today it is all going to be about the South Carolina Gamecocks. Of course, this year is a year of transition. They've brought on Shane Beamer, a former tight end coach at the and assistant head coach at Oklahoma also was at Georgia before that has been at South Carolina before so we're going to get into all that and kind of how he can turn the Gamecocks around uh, after they fell off a little bit under the end of the Will Muschamp reign there but to break it all down with me I have a special guest from GamecockCentral.com it's Mr. Colin Taylor Colin thank you so much for joining us Absolutely happy to hop on, and it's always a good time when we get to talk about SEC football, no matter how uh, when in the calendar it is. No, no doubt, no doubt. It's it's always good, and if you're watching on the uh, since I also write for Bulldog Illustrated, the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel is where you can catch this on the YouTube version. Uh, make sure to subscribe to that because there are some exclusive YouTube things that I put out there, like a, a interview I just did with Oscar Delp and Kojo uh, Antwi, but. If you are watching there, or if you're not on the podcast, I'll tell you, you can follow Colin at Colin at C-O-L-L-Y Taylor uh, at on Twitter, Instagram, GamecockCentral.com right there so you can catch all this stuff. So, Colin, uh, Shane Beamer era has begun, and spring ball has come and gone. There's already some people saying the honeymoon has been uh, worn off because some people were not happy with some of the stuff that happened in the spring game. Some people were just fine with it. What's the vibe over there in Columbia after the spring football? Yeah, so far so good. Um, for the most part, the honeymoon's still in, still intact. Uh, hasn't lost a game yet. Hasn't had anyone transfer yep. from the program yet. I mean, it's it, it's what it's supposed to be in May of your first off season at you know, at a new job. So uh, I'll give Shane a lot of kudos. He's done a really good job endearing himself to the fan base. I mean, he's very popular with the former players and um, has done a good job getting out in the community and trying to connect with the fan base. And he's done a very, very good job of it so far. So um, it's about as well as you've expected it to um, when you hired Shane back in December uh, for, for where it is right now. And of course, being popular with the former players and in the community probably has a lot uh to do with the fact that when Shane was there, uh, the 2007 to 2011 run, South Carolina was very successful in those years. And, and uh, Shane Beamer was actually uh, the, the 2010 and 2011 
classes. He was the recruiting coordinator under Steve Spurrier for those classes uh, that didn't necessarily finish up in the charts in terms of overall rankings, but the results that they had out of those classes with guys like Marcus Lattimore, Connor Shaw, Jadavion Clowney, Demir Bird, uh, even that Ace Sanders in there who produced well for South Carolina. So I, I think that familiarity right there is kind of in his relationships with some of those past recruits that turned out to be South Carolina greats. I mean, that's got to have people excited over there in Columbia. Yeah, even just the fact that Shane Beamer gets to name drop those guys. I mean, even though he wasn't recruiting coordinator for part of it, I think he was one of the main guys to help with Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, when you start throwing out some of the biggest names in South Carolina football over the last 15 years, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Marcus Lattimore, Connor Shaw, Devontae Holloman, um, Stephon Gilmore, all these guys, Shane Beamer had a hand in helping recruit. And um, anytime he can mention them in a press conference, he does. Uh, He has them out to practice. Um, But yeah, it's, he had a big hand in some of the classes that helped reshape South the perception of South Carolina in the early 2000s and uh, early 2010s. And yeah, he's hoping he can kind of rekindle some of that magic because it was a lot of it wasn't just a lot of high high profile guys. I mean, obviously you got Clowney and Lattimore and Jeffrey and Gilmore, but Connor Shaw was a three star. Sanders was you know kind of unheard of. So a lot of diamonds in the rough to go along with some very, very high-end talent, and Beamer was a big part of how they helped kind of lure some of those guys in. And I think one focus before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of recruiting, uh, uh, you know, of the 2021 class that we'll touch on, which Shane Beamer came on with only like 11 days left to go before the signing day period. So he didn't have a whole lot to do with this past class, but he does have a lot to do with this 2022 class that they're building right now, and we'll get into that in just a second. Um, but want to touch on one reason that probably Shane Beamer got this job is uh, for background with offense, being from Oklahoma, uh, under Lincoln Riley, one of the most explosive offenses have produced, you know, multiple Heisman Trophy winners now. Um, so, you know, Heisman finalist every year, just rack up a bunch of points. I know that had to be a selling point for South Carolina because I wanted to point these stats out to you, and I was actually talking to you this before the show, in 2016, South Carolina was 116th in the country out of 128 teams in scoring at 20.8 points a game. 2017, 99th with 24.2. 2018, they jump up to 57. That was Will Muschamp's 9-4 year, 30.1 points per game. The next year, 2019, 104th at 22.4. And then last year, 99th at 23.5. So safe to say in college football today, Colin, I don't think 20 three, 24 points a game is going to get it done anymore. Do you feel like Shane Beamer's offensive pedigree and stuff like that is is uh, something else that that really caught the attention of the brass there in South Carolina? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that certainly didn't hurt him in the interview process. Another, you know, obviously merging what Lincoln Riley has done at Oklahoma and the stuff he's picked up there with uh, Marcus Satterfield, his offensive coordinator, has studied under Joe Brady. So the goal is to try to blend two – incredibly sharp offensive minds and their schemes into one at South Carolina. And uh, you hope that that could, cause this offense has been bad the last two years and you hope that. I love the um, Just yeah, bad. Yeah. Bad. I mean, you take away Kevin Harris from last year's offense and it was just, I mean, it, it was tough to watch at times. And even with Kevin Harris playing the way he was, it was just sometimes just tough, but 
Um, you hope that some of the Lincoln Riley schematics and some of the Joe Brady stuff that he did at LSU and with the Panthers that Marcus Satterfield learned uh, pay dividends and you're able to kind of exploit some matchups. And a uh, big thing Beamer is going to be tasked to do is rebuild the culture a little, a little bit. And I think he's done taking some big strides in that over the course of winter workouts and spring football. And, and they're in a much better place than what they were in uh, when he took that job in December. I believe he and uh, Satterfield are kind of deeming it the Gamecock offense is what yeah. they're what, when they were asked about. I know that as a reporter, you have to love some good, solid coach speak like that as yeah. much as I do. So that's that's good stuff there. Um, here with Colin Taylor again. You can follow him at Colin at C O L Y Taylor on Twitter. He is with GamecockCentral.com. Uh, I'm Blaine Gilmer at B Gilmer eighteen. This is Recruiting Every Second, a Believe Podcast Network show, and we're covering the South Carolina Gamecocks and the recruiting and changes that are coming under Shane Beamer. Beamer. So now, Colin, let's touch on that 2021 class. Uh, wasn't a whole lot in terms of high school uh, coming in as far as national lore. Uh, they finished 79th in the country, uh, not the, not not highly rated by the recruiting uh, industry, however, um, and also dead last in the SEC, but they did bring in eight transfers, and I think some of those transfers we were talking about before are really going to make a, a difference. Um, we talked about the Jordan Strawn, which if you look at his last name, folks, it does not look like Strawn, but it is. I've learned that through, through Colin here. Uh, was researching. He led FBS in sacks last year at Georgia State, a very productive edge rusher. Uh, Jakeem Green, a defensive tackle from Nebraska, uh, a Marion Brown who made some plays during his time at Georgia Tech, and then David Spalding, a defensive back. So, Colin, uh, just kind of touch on those guys and what maybe South Carolina fans have to look forward to in those transfers that are coming in for Shane Beamer here. Yeah, um, it's a class that I know the coaching staff believes that if recruiting rankings took into account transfer classes, that it would be a lot higher than 79th and um, yeah, Jordan, you know, these guys, they, they brought in a bunch of guys that have chances to play and play early. I mean, Jordan Strawn is a elite edge rusher, has produced at, you know, Georgia State and played well against Tennessee when he played top level opposition. And uh, you hope that he can kind of parlay that into some success outside, again, you know, opposite a J.J. Edingbari, who was all SEC last year, and Jordan Birch, who was a, a former five star freshman. So, um, him and Amarian Brown, who you can maybe put in the slot and have some good things happen because they're so thin at wide receiver. Um, you hope that he can step up and play right away. And um, they just have a bunch of guys that, I, I you know, David Spaulding's probably a day one starter. Uh, they brought him in and he's probably going to start at their nickel, nickel spot in that 4-2-5 defense Clayton White wants to run. And um it's just a, a class. I mean, Jakeem Green, another big body on that defensive line. I think the defensive line is actually going to be pretty good this year with Jabari Ellis, a returning starter, Zach Pickens, who is a former five-star kid, uh, and Jakeem Green, who was actually, you know, South Carolina pursued him under Will Muschamp's staff, and he ended up going to Nebraska instead. So getting to bring a South Carolina kid home with Jakeem Green and uh, this is a class that's heavily reliant on transfers um, because the you know the freshman class is good. It, it's just okay. Um, they have some potential standouts there in a Bam Scott, a JUCO linebacker, um, a Colton Gauthier, who's you know four-star quarterback on rivals. I mean, there's some talent there, but 
top to bottom, I mean, you're really hanging your hat on having, being able to get these freshmen or not freshmen, but these transfers to be able to produce and produce quickly. Colton Gauthier wanted to talk to you about him. How did his first spring go there uh, at, at South Carolina? I know that, I know that Shane Beamer came out of spring and to the surprise of some people went ahead and named Luke Doty, the, the starter coming out of spring. But uh, how did the, the freshman from Decula, Georgia look? He looked pretty good. Uh, a guy that is kind of mastered, not mastered, but is more advanced into the playbook than maybe you'd expect a, a 19-year-old kid who should be getting ready to graduate high school to be uh, because he enrolled early. So uh, Marcus Satterfield, Shane Beamer were very complimentary of him uh, at the beginning of spring and afterwards just about you know how, how far along he's come in the playbook. And now it's about getting his physical tools of being able to read defenses a little bit better as he goes into this summer and then into the fall. But yeah, Luke Doty you know, is by far and away the best quarterback right now. And um, now it's a matter of how much, you know, can how much ground a, a Gauthier or a Jason Brown transfer can make up over the summer to push him. With Gauthier, interesting note out there for people. One reason he may be a little more mentally uh, prepared than most freshmen, he played for Jeff Saturday, who was the center uh, for Peyton Manning in high school, Jeff sat uh, Peyton Manning's center for with the Colts for his big run there. He was mm-hmm. uh, Colton Gauthier's head coach at Hebron Christian uh, in there in Georgia. So definitely got coached up the right way. Who knows? He may even have Peyton Manning's cell phone number. He may even be able to have that kind of connection there. We don't we don't know. But uh, now kind of moving on to this class of 2022, uh, some big developments have happened recently. They had to decommit, but then also uh, Donovan Westmoreland. They South Carolina flips Donovan Westmoreland, a four-star linebacker out of Griffin, Georgia, from the University of Georgia. He decommitted from Georgia, committed to Georgia in the same day. And then, of course, another Georgia guy, before we get to the quarterback in the class, another Georgia guy, uh, Grayson Maines out of Lambert High School in Swanee, Georgia, six foot five, uh, 265, 270-ish pounds right now. Um, three star. Just talk about those two Georgia guys that they've got right now in the fold. Yeah, a lot of high upside with them. Uh, Grayson Maines is someone they're very high on. Was their, I believe, their first commitment in the class, and um, or one of their first. I think Anthony Rose might have been their actual first before decommitting. So he's now the de facto first commitment in the class. So um, first, first, last remaining, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's a very underrated, a guy that I think could come in and make an impact at some level, uh, whether that's special teams early or obviously getting on the offensive line. But um, someone that I think, you know, is good to build around. And then Westmoreland, an edge rusher, linebacker type that, I mean, obviously was good enough to get not only get an offer, but have Georgia accept his commitment at the time and um, someone that they can put on the edge and, and really have some speed out there. So. Very good building blocks for your front seven defensively and for what's, you know, and obviously an, uh, an insanely important part of your offense to get not just in this class, but early in the class to where you can kind of build around it. Then there's also the kind of quarterback saga that goes on through every class. Originally, the South Carolina class had Gunnar Stockton committed to it. Um, Gunnar, former, you know, depending on what recruiting site you're looking at, either four or five star quarterback and Gunnar Stockton now committed to the University of Georgia was very, very close to Mike Bobo and the Bobo family. The Stocktons and the Bobos have known each other for a very long time. That was a big part of why 
Gunner committed, also uh, very close to the Muschamps as well. So that situation changed, and so did the commitment of Gunner Stockton. But then that makes room to bring in another quarterback in the class, and Braden Davis comes in, a four-star dual-threat quarterback who uh, is, in my opinion, more athletic than Gunner Stockton. And uh, coming in from up the New England area up there, so he's coming down south. Uh, tell us a little bit about Braden Davis, the, the four-star they just got the commitment from here recently. Yeah, and I'd agree with you. I think he is a little bit more athletic, a little bit more mobile than Gunnar Stockton. Gunnar Stockton's arm talent is just – there's not many quarterbacks in this 2022 class with the arm talent that is Gunnar Stockton. But Braden Davis is a very good quarterback. I think he fits what Marcus Satterfield wants to do a little bit more than maybe what Gunnar Stockton did. Uh, I know Marcus Satterfield probably wants to have quarterbacks on the run a little bit more, rolling them out. So – um and this is, I mean, oddly enough, this is their third Delaware kid on this roster. I mean, they've, I mean, they obviously went up into Delaware to get Marshawn Lloyd um, under the old staff, but Debo Williams, Marshawn Lloyd's buddy from school, uh, transferred down here uh, in January, and now they're back up there again to go get their quarterback in this class. So, um, very interesting. I think it's a good pickup for South Carolina, uh, and I think. Anytime you can get your quarterback incredibly early in the process, which is where things are right now. Um, I know quarterbacks commit early, but getting a guy like this early in the process to help you recruit and get you get on the campus for officials and unofficial visits to help get guys into the boat um, certainly helps. And I think it's a good pickup for South Carolina um, to kind of get a guy that has some really high upside to him that can come in and, you know, when he gets on campus, compete for, you know, snaps early, I think. Um, you have a pretty good quarterback room with him and Luke Doty and Colton Gothy and Jason Brown in there as well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's not like Braden Davis was any any kind of uh, – He's know, not a slouch. A no slouch. He wasn't overlooked, guys. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Arkansas, like everybody yeah. was coming after him. Uh, you know, several Big Ten schools as well, but everybody knows – you don't want to play in the Big Ten. This is SEC yeah. recruiting. That's where all the kids uh, want yeah. to go. But uh, speaking of some South Carolina guys that they're still recruiting, uh, some big recruiting battles out there for South Carolina that are going to, are going to kind of determine their direction in this class. I mentioned earlier that on Recruiting Every Second over on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel, I interviewed Oscar Delp uh, recently. And Oscar Delp is – a tight end, a 2022 tight end, four-star, out of uh, West Forsyth High School in Cumming, Georgia. And Oscar's mom went to the University of South Carolina. So some fam family ties there. I know they're recruiting him very, very hard. Another tight end, J Jaleel Skinner, uh, out of Greer, South Carolina. The tight end position interests me because that is, I mean, <laughs> that Shane Beamer's baby right there. I mean, he's coached yeah. tight ends at Georgia. He's coached tight ends at Oklahoma. So uh, definitely he's got a lot to, he's got a lot to talk up to those tight ends. Like, Hey guys, I was a tight end coach. We're going to use yeah. the tight end. I mean, don't you think? Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest here. Every sec fan base, the running joke is they want the, to throw to the tight end more, no matter what you can be averaging 50 points a game. And it's why don't we throw to the tight end more? The tight end is always open. So I posted uh, that article or I posted that video with Oscar Delp to a uh, 
and Kojo Antoine because Antoine is getting recruited by Alabama. I posted it to an Alabama message board, and somebody mistakenly thought I was talking about Oscar Dup for them. They said, "Well, we'll never get a five star tight end here. We don't throw the tight ends." Like this is Alabama. Yeah. This is Alabama. <laughs> you know, complaining about the tight end use. You're exactly right. right. But yeah, continue. Yes, it's. Uh, but yeah, I mean, tight end is something that they've. South Carolina has actually had a pretty good stretch of tight ends come across through the program. Hayden Hurst being one of them. Nick Muse has gotten a lot of reps, um, has played pretty well at times, and uh, they're really relying heavily on recruiting that side of it for Delp. I mean, I think Delp is priority number one in this class for them. Um, obviously has ties to the university. Um, it seems like South Carolina and Georgia, the two early front runners for him. Um, so now it's just about being able to get him on campus and you know, hopefully putting a good enough pitch in front of him uh, to land him because if they do then that's your tied into the future and you're able to kind of build an offense around him because Marcus Satterfield has not been coy about saying how much he wants to use the tight ends um, for every and South Carolina fans have eaten every last bit of it up because always 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 throw to the use tight the tight end use the tight end no matter what use the tight end well, I've seen Oscar Delp play in person, and if South Carolina is able to pull in Oscar Delp, they're getting more than just traditional tight end. This guy can split out. He can he, he can do everything all over the field. And Jaleel Skinner, of course, is just a huge athlete uh, guy that can that can really has a large catch radius. Now, uh, two wide receivers, and the reason I'm talking about tight ends and wide receivers mainly is because running back position looks pretty good for South Carolina uh, going forward. The guys they've got there, you mentioned uh, Lloyd there, Harris. I mean, they they've got guys guys that, that look look pretty good and then now we've got antonio antonio williams chandler smith are two guys that they're targeting very heavily in this class of 2022 chandler smith is already set up for his official visit this young man ran a 10 to 800 meter dash recorded that is That's good. Uh, for all of you that don't know um the receiver oh, was the receiver out of Ole Miss, the big receiver in the NFL. Uh, the, uh, yeah, DK Metcalf. I'm escape my uh, escape my brain there for a second, but DK Metcalf just ran in a, like an Olympic trial event. He ran a ten uh, ten three, yeah. and here's Chandler Smith or C Chandler CJ Smith. He goes by CJ two out of Orlando, Florida. Ten two eight hundred meter dash. Uh, definitely some speed they're going after there. Yeah, I mean, he is the real deal, too. Uh, offensive weapon, they have ties to Florida with, obviously, defensive back coach Torian Gray, who's recruited that area forever. Um, and then Justin Stepp is a fantastic recruiter at the wide receiver position. So he's a priority. And then Antonio Williams, I mean, just that dude's – he plays for a powerhouse in Dutch Fork, um, can really go out and ball. I mean, dude's being recruited by everybody in the country um, and South Carolina, I think they had him on unofficially on campus. He watched the spring game and he'll be on campus again when visits are allowed and they're pursuing him hard and Justin steps going after him incredibly hard uh, because they really haven't had a whole lot of success at a Dutch fork recently. Um, and they want to change that because it's been an absolute football factory for the last, I guess, six, seven, eight years. Oh yeah, the the Irmo, South Carolina area really yeah. produces a lot of a lot of yeah. good talent. Um, and last thing I want to talk to you about, you know, we talked about some of those guys that they went. They've Donovan Westmoreland from Georgia, uh, Grayson Maines from Georgia that we talked about earlier. I feel like when South Carolina recruiting is at its best, they're able to dip into Georgia and South Carolina pretty heavily. Are the thoughts because of Shane Beamer 
being with Kirby Smart and his first couple years there at, at Georgia as the tight end coach and special teams coordinator there, the relationships he had to build going out recruiting in that state, does it, that feel pretty good for South Carolina? They're going to be able to – and cer- certainly the early signs are there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they're not going to stop in Georgia. They're not going to stop, you know, that's going to be a big piece of it. And it's not necessarily, I mean, they'd love to beat out Georgia for, you know, five-star talent, top 50 talent. And, but that's tough to do when Georgia comes calling, but the key is to find the guys that kind of fly under the radar. Um, You saw some of that in when they had their big runs. I mean, Connor Shaw uh, was a guy that wasn't too, too heavily recruited and, um, you land him. The, the key is to make sure you get guys that can play that maybe other schools aren't on as heavily. And then you beat out a Georgia tech for them or you beat out a, a Florida or a Florida state. And, um, they're really delving into Georgia, hard Florida. Uh, and one of the spots that oddly enough, because Oklahoma during his time there, they really didn't have a in-state base to recruit. Um, he had to go out and recruit nationally. And so they've really delved into the, the Delaware and New England and Virginia areas because they have some connections up there with Shane Beamer, obviously having coached at Virginia Tech and his dad being, you know, who his dad is. You have some connections in the DMV area and Pete Limbo, who is their um, special teams coordinator, has some connections in the Northeast. So, I mean, if I'm, yeah, Georgia is going to be a priority. South Carolina, the state as a whole is going to be a priority. Florida is, but I mean, they're going to delve into the Northeast too to try to pull some really good players from up there that want to come play SEC football. And and it was funny. Pete Limbo said once that South Carolina is one of the more, it's the shortest drive to an SEC school from Washington, DC. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, there's no way that's right. And then I plug it into Google maps and it is. So they're going to recruit that area heavily over the course of the next couple of years as they try to pull in some talent from a, a oft under recruited area um, and get them into the SEC. Well, there you heard it, folks, from the mouth of Colin Taylor with GamecockCentral.com. Hope springs eternal for South Carolina football under the Shane Beamer era and the recruiting that they're going to be doing over there. Colin, I certainly appreciate you joining us here on this episode of Recruiting Every Second. Absolutely. Always uh, appreciate you having on. And it's like I said before, it's, it's never a bad time to talk about SEC football. That's it. Make sure, guys, that you check out all the information down in the description on uh, Colin and on myself. You can follow uh, you can follow recruiting every second using at recruiting underscore SEC. And thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to like subscribe review and we'll catch you next time on recruiting every second. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.